0: Welcome to the Zenov Podcast. You are listening to our Business Resilience Series, where we bring to you conversations with eminent industry stalwarts and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their insights on overcoming challenges and the mindset that helps them navigate through journeys of crisis
1: resilience and growth. Welcome to the second part of our podcast on the impact of COVID-19 on the SMB sector. I am Praveen Badada, Managing Partner at Zinov, and I will be your host today. I also have with me Samir Garde, president of Cisco India and Sark. In the first part, we talked about how COVID has impacted the SMB sector, how SMBs are pivoting and diversifying, and the role of technology in enabling SMBs to deal with the current crisis. So, diving right in, Samir, at a global level, Cisco has committed a large amount of money to support customers and partners. How is that program shaping up for you in India? And what are the initiatives you are taking around that financial plan?
0: Yeah, so I think there are three buckets or stakeholders that we are focused on. First is, of course, businesses. Second is uh, citizens through government. And third is our partners, right? So when I say businesses, I mean our customers. First thing we started off with was to work with the governments to identify The right tracking mechanisms. Now, you know, governments like the Ministry of Health typically have multiple sources of data, right? Uh, Today, there are upwards of 100 million people who have downloaded the ROGC2 app. There is data coming in from every panchayat after panchayats got connected in a few states through broadband. Uh, 39,000 hospitals around the country have data coming in in terms of people getting tested or coming in with symptoms and so on and so forth. All of that data needs to kind of come together, get correlated. And then we used the insights to give to first responders to do the right thing. Whether it is to do with making ventilators available, whether it is to do with making nurses or doctors available at the right place at the right time. Uh, So we, we help build what we call tracking mechanisms. Or a crisis tracking and management mechanism with some of our partners, uh, integrated that with WebEx. And since we are dealing with very critical data here, right, and we ensured that we used uh, a secure way of communicating with the first responders. Now, that is being very effectively used by the Ministry of Health. And after we did this, we've seen uh, multiple states come to our, our door, doorstep to say, guys, can you help us with this? And this is being done, uh, you know, free of cost. Uh, it's not something that we are charging customers for at this stage. So that was at the level of the citizen uh, or the company. At the level of the businesses, I think what we saw was, like you rightly said, freeware, right? Whether it is WebEx, whether it is uh, Umbrella, which is our DNS protection service, uh, whether it is VPN connected for businesses so that they can have secure work from open by. Uh, whether it is simple stuff like Miraki uh, Wi-Fi, which self-configures itself, right? So you don't even need to have someone come home and configure it. We help people kind of take this stuff free of cost for a 90-day trial uh, and help them kind of build work-from-home solutions very quickly through SaaS uh, mechanisms because physical products were very difficult to manage in this so that's as far as the businesses are concerned. Uh, what we realized around three weeks into this lockdown, not just in India but globally, is how do we help SMBs with their cash flows? And basically SMBs in this regard are our partners, and also some direct SMBs and businesses. Uh, cash flow is probably the biggest help that these SMBs require at this stage, right? Banks are not lending very easily right now. Uh, We have an NBFC arm of ours called Cisco Capital, which basically uses uh, the Cisco balance sheet to lend to SMBs and partners. What we did was we helped them basically get a moratorium for uh, for 90 days. Say, don't don't pay us for 90 days. And even after the 90 days, if you want to continue to not pay, we will charge you only a certain small interest rate. And you can take that up to around six months with with interest rates. So the first 90 days are without interest rates and the next 90 days are with a nominal interest rate. Which is a massive, massive help for these guys in terms of being able to uh, reduce their EMI. This is for both in-flight contracts that we had and for contracts which are new ones that they want. So I think that is probably the biggest help that we provided for our SMBs and for our uh, in addition to that, of course, we are helping them tide over the problem of uh, how to manage forex risks, how to manage freight cost increases, uh, and so on and so forth.
1: How's been the response uh, so far from the SMBs and partners? No, It's a very positive response. Of course, they always want
0: more uh, in this environment. I think it's always been a question of how much more can we do for them. And we continue to evolve that. I think from a business's point of view, we've seen tremendous Tremendous response, positively. Submits have been extremely happy with what we are doing, uh, because you know, a lot of our SMBs import goods, right? And at this stage, if you think about it, the rupee has gone from 71 to 77, back to 75. Uh, it's Firstly, there is a lot of volatility, but also there is like a 7 to 8% or 10% cost difference because of the rupee and the dollar. rate. Freight is very difficult um, because the costs are much higher. So we have to still work through some of those elements.
1: Absolutely. I think uh, certainly SMBs want more. And one of the uh, ideas we have been experimenting with is uh, purely from a tech ecosystem perspective, can there be a higher order of collaboration between different players that can all be targeted towards enhancing value and solving uh, liquidity issues of the SMB customer, right? so. Uh, any point of views in terms of how you are looking at the larger uh, peer network of tech companies and what kind of collaborations uh, if at all you are trying to drive in the pursuit of making smbs survive this scenario so i, I think it's early days in that respect Praveen, and I'll, I'll tell you what i mean by that right so i think uh, in one of my
0: interviews the interviewer kind of asked me so sameer what, what what do you think is better in webex versus a microsoft or zoom I think this is not the time to compete. I think this is the time to kind of figure out ways in which as an industry, we come together and uh, help businesses, individuals, and SMEs with whatever is possible for for large companies to do. The second piece I think we should all try and figure out, and we are all, whether it's NASCOM or CII, we are all looking at ways in which and I would say it's very, very early days where platforms is what we need to build, which could be, uh, you know, inter-OEM or intra-OEM kind of platforms, uh, which can help a large cluster of OEM, uh, cl- large cluster of SMPs. That is probably work in progress. It will take a little while. It requires a tremendous amount of collaboration at the country level, at the global level to make some of these things happen. But I won't count it out, right? At this point in time, I would say everything's on the table. Uh, All options are available. And I think industry associations like CII, NASCOM, FICI, all of these need to kind of come together, bring OEMs together, bring technology uh, behemoths together, uh, and see how we can help build, uh,
1: with help from the government
0: if possible to uh, kind of get this going.
1: So what are your top uh, recommendations for government? Um, anything that they can do to help uh, drive the tech adoption and therefore address the pain points of SMBs at the moment? You know, I think uh,
0: one of the things that I would probably say is this is a problem which is so big and so complex that not one person or one stakeholder uh, in the ecosystem can solve this. Uh, so I think from a government point of view, my first thing would be would be to more aggressively take a call on releasing the lockdown. So I think first step would be, uh, of course, stimulus package. Second would be to ensure we look at releasing the lockdown more aggressively. Third, I think, you know, upwards of 70,000 crores of procurement is done by the government from SMEs. Uh, Thanks to the gem portal it's becoming much more easier for the government to procure and SMEs to sell. I think there needs to be a way in which that becomes even more easier from a lead time perspective for people to firstly sell, government to buy and most importantly, the government to give the money, the cash for what they buy quickly. Uh, So, in my opinion, they should be dropping their, you know, what they call their payment cycles and making them much shorter for SMEs. Lastly, I think the the government, like I said in the earlier part, uh, government and technology companies need to come. Right. you know, tie-ups with tech companies. If you see the Arogya Setu app, it's, it's built in conjunction with a very large technology company. And I think it's the right, right, uh, right thing to do. Uh, if there are loan payments that are there from banks which are capital adequate, uh, I think there should be some moratorium for these. Eventually, I think, and this is my personal belief, eventually, I think uh, the government may even need to look at something like a bridge loan. For companies not to fire people or SMEs not to fire people, at least in the organized sector. So if you if you expect to keep people, I think these SMEs will not be able to afford to give them salaries beyond a certain time. Uh, so I think the government might need to step in and figure out is there a way to uh, give a bridge loan for people with a certain salary and above to be kept in their jobs.
1: Absolutely. I think at the end of the day, SMBs contribute to a significant portion of the economy and that part has to be preserved and conserved. So in that sense, any relief measures that government uh, and the larger ecosystem could come up with, I think those will be welcome. And the only challenge is um, the uncertainty is so grave. No one knows when the situation will be back to normal. Right. Some people are projecting that it could be two years uh, before which uh, you know any normalcy can be expected. Right. Uh, so assuming a worst case scenario like that, whether, where we are in this situation for the next 18 to 24 months, as a technology expert, what are your recommendations for SMB? How should they plan for the worst and hope for the best in this situation?
0: See, like I said, I think firstly, it's, it's a mental block that we need to remove. Each of us individually and the government and the SMB. And that mental block is that a society cannot sustain itself in a lock. In a long period of lockdown, cannot sustain itself. Like I said, the vaccine is at least a year or maybe more away, right? If, if at all, we get one which is which is going to solve this problem medically. So we have to first get to learn to live in this new normal. Assume it's not going to go away. Assume it's an ongoing situation where you will have an increase in the number of cases and increase probably in deaths. We take a corrective action. We'll. Reduce that and, and so on and so on. So, first is the mental block needs to get removed from the government, from the SMEs, from businesses, from everybody, and from citizens. The second is, like I said, you know, anything that is online, I'll take it. Right. So go digital. I would expect in this environment, like you rightly said, the adoption of digital to be probably, hopefully, at least 10% of them get digitally enabled and very good. Because the people who will get digitally enabled are the ones who have a better chance of survival in this next two or three years, like you rightly said, right? So that's, I think, the second piece, which is go digital aggressive. And if you don't have people who understand digital, then divest to invest in in those kind of people. Third thing I think I say is uh, people will require in this environment uh, a formal proof of hygiene, right? So you've got to use a way, digital solutions to figure out how you can give a trust to your customer that whatever you're doing is hygiene. The the amount of uh, what consumers and customers and individuals are hyperventilating about hygiene, it just makes sure that every product gives a formal proof to build trust of hygiene. I think any digital solution which can help you in that respect will will be a big winner. Third is uh, remote consumer and worker, right the stay at home economy. while lockdown can be removed, I think most companies, including Cisco, is already thinking of what portion of our employees can work from home. so I think there, are, there is a massive opportunity for technology companies to build packet solutions for to work from home economy. I think you mentioned about contactless deliveries. Personally, I feel uh, adoption of something like drones, etc. And finally, I think adoption of stuff like AR and VR. Right? I think those are technologies which were probably in the domain of the next big thing. Could be BAU very soon, and it can become BAU if the adoption is fast. So I would say I think those are some of the top things that come to my mind, and I'm talking from the top of my head. right
1: Great, awesome. Uh, <clears throat> thanks, Amir, for sharing your perspectives. Uh, this has been quite an interesting session. I thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, and I hope our audience uh, also enjoys listening to it and uh, take some ideas. Uh, you know, in terms of what SMBs can do and how can technology companies uh, create newer opportunities for themselves while we all deal with this unfortunate uh, planetary scale pandemic situation. Uh, thank you so much for joining in today and I wish everyone in you and your family and at your company uh, uh, stay safe and, and take care. Thank you so much, uh, Samir, for spending time on this. Thank you. Thank you very much, Raveen. Wonderful talking to you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Zenov's Business Resilience Series. Stay tuned for more such interesting episodes and subscribe to our podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. To know more about Zenov, and if you believe we can help with your problems, please visit our website www.zinov.com or drop us a note at info at Thank you again, and don't forget to tune in to our next episode.